Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. If you're trying to figure out marketing for your startup, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, we go high level, looking at the intersection of branding, data, and leadership to offer you a marketing playbook to grow and scale. Join me each week for in-depth interviews, tactical advice, and practical trainings. Hi, I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, veteran marketer and startup enthusiast. I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, I'm letting you behind the scenes of my accelerator. So I run a sales and marketing growth accelerator whose aim is to help female founders get from six to seven figures. And each and every month inside that program, we have a mastermind with different experts that are going to talk about the latest trends in marketing and other um, systems that you can implement into your business to grow and scale. And so this first mastermind that I'm sharing here on the podcast is with Ernesto Mandowski, who is a dear, dear friend, but also a systems expert. Okay, so he's the CEO of CPD Advisors, which is a training company focused on scaling organizations to $10 million. He has a degree in systems engineering and over a decade building systems for startups, scaling organizations, and Fortune 500 companies. Ernesto has designed his proprietary six-pillar system to improve performance and profitability He has inspired leaders to reinvigorate their organizations through delivering dozens of workshops and through Regenerate Your Business podcast, which is his podcast. Um, And when he's not working, he enjoys reading, going to CrossFit like me, and baking challah bread. He's actually a dear, dear friend, and I'm so excited to share this workshop with all of you out there in podcast land. I know you're going to get a lot from it. So without further ado, here is our monthly mastermind with Ernesto Mandowski. For this mastermind um, workshop where we're going to be learning all about systems. I know that you have a lot of juicy information to share with us to help us get started with systems in our business. And for all of us here that are watching and listening Systems are a pain point. Systems are a pain point because we know how important they are and how much easier they'll make our lives. But why is it so difficult to get them actually started in our business? So do you want to, let's start, let's start with there. Give a little insight to to everyone about who you are and why you have the authority to talk about systems and then answer this question. Why is it so hard? Yeah, I that question, it goes pretty deep. Um, so a little background on myself. I spent the last 15 years bringing the worlds of hospitality, systems, technology, and recently, uh, honeybees and how they work all together uh, into creating a, a, co- a comprehensive curriculum that will take someone from absolute newbie to systems sorcerer in mm. In as fast as they want to go. Um, I work with companies now up to $10 million in revenue. And I basically have developed a framework called the six piece system that makes it easy to digest the concept of systems. Cause everyone talks about systems, but few people can actually tell you what a system is like, what is a system? Yeah. And this That's is the framework we're going to go through today, right? This is what you're going to teach us today. Yes, I'm going to teach you the six piece system today. I'll give you kind of an introduction on how, how you can start with it. Um, I have some free tools. I have some paid tools. I have all kinds of tools for We're people so, to get started. We're so all right, before we get started, I, I do want to ask you a question. Do you feel like there's a huge difference between you know, small solopreneurs and their sort of like failure to launch that kind of difficulty with starting the systems versus these $10 million companies that you're going with. Is it true that like these larger companies just have it together so much better? Or do you think that there's kind of like a commonality of why, why people have trouble with starting with systems regardless of their, of their revenue size? Yeah. The big companies don't have it together. Yeah. Um, right. 
no one has it together. We, we all like put on this face and we have these beautiful brands, but like there's always some crazy chaos inside. I mean, I worked at Deloitte. I worked, I went to one of the largest hotel chains in the world. Yeah. And we, and we were figuring out how they, how they deploy changes on their website. And we had to, we spoke to 15 people and all 15 of them gave us different responses. So it's not like, you know, they have it together. They just have been surviving longer than everyone else. Um, yeah. How have they been surviving? There's many reasons. Uh, having a semblance, some semblance of a system yeah. is, is important point to your question about like, at what point do you get started? Now, I mean, you, there are, people think of systems and they're like, oh my God, I gotta have like the Asana, I gotta have all the crazy big systems set up in my business and that's not the case. I mean, later in our talk today, I'll share, like it's just about creating 1% gains every day. Like you don't have to have the whole full blown notion system or whatever system set up. You just have to slowly improve how you work every yeah. single day. Yeah. And, and what I'm so excited about, and I want to dive in and get started, but I think that in my experience working in many different organizations, you know, systems, systems need to be taken care of. They need to be iterated and approved upon. As you grow, systems will have to grow with you. But what you're going to teach us today and what is the absolute table legs for operations in your business is having some sort of framework to jump off of. Right. It's like Correct. Yes, systems are going to have to grow and change as you grow and change. But if you don't have the ground floor in your in your business, it's it's going to be like when you have to implement a system or you want to get it's almost like you're going to feel like you have to start from scratch. What you teach with this framework, it in laying that ground floor, it gives you like that starting point. So even if you're just starting with systems or you need to kind of like organize existing systems you like working off of a proven framework makes everything so much easier it's not like you're starting over all the time when you have to do those iterations so why don't you go now in let's go ahead and share screen if you want to go ahead and share screen and i'll make it nice and full so everyone can see it big and let's just jump right in i will i will share screen before we before we, we dive in you asked a question earlier about um you know, when's the right time or what's the right scale or like, why is it so, why is it so difficult for people to start building systems? Yeah. And so there's two, there's two sides, you know, there's, there's the right brain, there's the left brain, there's the yin, there's the yang, there's the night, there's the day, there's this duality that exists in our world. And in our companies, the duality is between growth, which is what you do with sales and marketing. It's like very much growth, growth, growth. And then there's scale. And then there's being more efficient. And, and it's more of like the inside of the company. And so founders typically are very much growth oriented. They don't, either they don't, they know scaling is like, scaling is important, but they're just so focused on growth that they cannot get to the scale. So either they're so, either they're insanely OCD and they can like switch from both. They can do that contact switch, but most yeah. people are not that, conscious i mean it, it's not even it's not even worth it for a founder to be trying to scale to like be doing this system stuff so i really teach founders like hey you got to let go of the systems and find someone who who will do this while you go do the, the fun stuff the sales yeah. the growth the speaking the podcast the marketing the content like you know that's the fun stuff that found that i mean i think founders are more positioned to do yeah no absolutely Absolutely. But again, I think even being able to get someone else to build that for you effectively requires sure. framework, right? Because sure. people will come in. And I think one of the really, the real big pain points for a lot of businesses that I've, that I've been um, inside is the fact that like someone will build a system and then they'll leave. And then someone else will come in and build a different system with the, with the tech stack they're comfortable with. And then they'll leave and no one's documenting their processes. There's no SOPs. And so you do have this start and stop and start and stop. And it's so connected to the individual that set up everything because you're not creating holistic systems for your business. It's kind right. of like these siloed systems 
for whomever's executing whatever. And, and that's, I think, part of for people at every level. Every level. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to share my screen. We're going to get going. Yes. I'm so excited. Okay. Let's get into it. So, okay. Here we go. Can you see my screen? I'm going to make this full. You're going to, you're going to jam on about this, what you got to teach us. And if I got a question, I'm just going to. I'm gonna well, yeah, I, I'm going to prompt you. I'm going to prompt you as well, because you know okay. you're my audience. Audience of one live, but obviously audience of many out in the field uh, listening yeah, to this recording. So we're going to start. My first question is: What name this brand? Ooh, Mercedes. Great name this brand. It's it's up there. I should have blotted okay. it out. I mean, next time, <laughs> I'll blot that out next time. Yeah. Uh, and, and name this brand. Ooh. Is this air one? Oh, okay. that would be a great guess. I that, have, new, I have that new fancy, the, the, the fancy. Is it Whole Aaron Foods? Horn. It looks like a Whole Foods. It is Whole Foods. It is Whole Foods. And so, what do these three have in common? They're all mega big brands. They're all mega big brands, and they also have consistency. Yeah. When you say the name Mercedes, Whole Foods, or Ritz Carlton, you know what you're going to get. And so what are the results that consistency creates for you and your business? Well, I think it re- re- can, um, it makes the uh, prospect, the customer, the client feel safe because they know what they're, they're getting. There's that trust. Sure. Oh, trust. But like, what are you getting as a business? Um, well, I mean, I can say from a marketing hat, but with consistency. Ooh, what do we get? Money? Revenue. Yeah. You get yeah. revenue, you get customers, you get team members, employees, you get media appearances, you get fame, you go on Oprah, you get yeah. fa- family time. If you're yeah. consistent about your time off, you get time with family. And so what gets in the way of consistency? And at every step of the journey, chaos is in the way. Mm. Chaos is in the way. Because building a business is is nuts. Yeah. So how do I know this? I spent my career in hospitality. When I told my parents that I wanted to do restaurants, they said I was crazy. I did it anyways. I spent 10 years building systems, launching a bakery in my apartment, working in Fortune 500, working in restaurant groups, working in tech startups, and even working at a $100 million family-owned business, which is the Palm. you are yeah always feels chaotic everything is a mess on the inside this company building is chaotic you said it earlier people come they build a system then they leave nothing's documented the next person comes they build a new system and they leave and it just really becomes crazy it's no wonder that 10 percent of new businesses fail in the first year and in the next four years 70 percent fail but you and i are not going to let that happen because you have developed an amazing accelerator to help people <laughs> with their businesses. Exactly. So you know, there's lots of reasons out in the market. There's external reasons for failure, but the founder of HP, David Packard actually says, more organizations die of indigestion than from starvation. Ooh, I they love try it. to like take on way too much. They get overwhelmed, they're burnt out, and then they eventually you know, have some crazy mental breakdown or the team quits or a customer leaves because you're not serving, you're trying to do too much. So we as a company, we've developed a system to navigate this chaotic process. And it was inspired after I wrote a book called Newbie, which you know is my memoir uh, inspired by bees and how bees make honey. Oh, I love that. That system is called the six piece system, six pillar system. And its sole purpose is to improve performance and profit through consistency, creating consistency throughout all your company across these six pillars. This framework is used from zero to $10 million businesses across a variety of segments and industries. And so for those listening, I hope, I am fairly confident that it can apply to your business as well. We'll we'll unpack that a little bit on our our webinar today. 
So our focus today is three main parts. The first one is we're gonna envision your million dollar machine. We're gonna envision what it takes to make your business a million dollar machine. Then we're gonna shift into executing with scalable systems, some tips that I have to improve your execution. And lastly, we're gonna elevate your capacity so you can work less hours and get the same results. So some pointers for today, just you and I, how to win, just commit to growth. Commit to taking something you learned today and integrating it into your business, elevate each other in our space. That's just you and I today and have fun. People seem to be, you know, they get overwhelmed when they hear the word systems, but systems are fun. It, it really can create a lot of space for you to uh, enjoy, enjoy life and enjoy this process more. So if you're watching the video, you could scan this QR code. It's going to take you directly to this five-part free course where you will actually build the first system in your business, which is aligning your goals, your tasks, and your people. And that's something we're going to be talking about uh, throughout our presentation today. Awesome. So let's scan that. We'll also send it through um, in the chat as well. Perfect. So um, let's start. Envision. You are here today. You are here at 50K. 80K, 100K, and you want to get to your million dollar machine. So it's, you know, you and I, we're in this spiritual world, heart-based world. We use the word manifest a lot. But I actually want to really think through all the mechanics of your million dollar machine. So we're going to first start by calculating what you need to actually make your million dollar machine come true. So we're gonna start with your core offer. Everyone selling something has a core offer. You have an offer, you have a price. And so if we have a price of $1,000, the next question is, how many of this thing do you have to sell? So to make a million dollars at $1,000 a piece, you have to sell 1,000 units. <clears throat> How many can you fulfill? This really depends on your business model on how many you could work with at a time. If, you're, if you have a course and this course is $1,000, you can fulfill as many as possible because it really doesn't take any of your time since you have this course. But if you're more of a service-based business, maybe it's not unlimited. The next part is what is your conversion percent? Everyone that you speak to or everyone that goes to your page, what is your conversion percent? And by calculating this, you need to, you see how many people need to know about your offer. So if you need to sell a thousand and your conversion rate is 10%, that means 10,000 people need to, you need to show this to 10,000 people. And then we look at a couple of other rates. How many people see this? How many impressions do you get? A hundred thousand because you use use that same conversion percentage, and then how many people book calls? This number grows higher and higher and higher. And when you get, and when you get to the 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 point of all of this is that a lot of people need to know what you sell. But if you're operating on a manual basis, you're never going to get to showing a million people about your product. Does that make sense? I love this, Ernesto, and I think it's something that often we don't want to look at because uh, this to to get this kind of reach, like a lot of times it takes does take investment, investment in time, investment in money, um, and I think we often feel like you know we build it and they will come, but it's a numbers game, and when we look at it this way, it's a lot less emotional, right? It's more rational. And it's sort of the, it's the game you need to play in order to get to your goals. It's a conversion game, you know? It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is a conversion game. And, you know, we mentioned briefly the six P's, but just looking at this, this mathematical equation, how many must you sell? You know, this is a sales conference. Like how many sales conversations do you have? A thousand? Okay. So let's improve, let's create sales systems so that you can effectively sell a thousand. How many can you fulfill? That's more of your projects. How many projects can you deliver? If it's a course, it's unlimited. If it's a service or a product, you know, it really impacts how you, how you set up your project management and fulfillment. 
And how many people book? How big is your marketing? How big is your promotional platform, which is the fourth P? So really you have to set up between people, projects and promotion, setting those three parts up will help you manipulate the mathematics so that you can get to your million dollar machine. Well, one thing I want to add that I think is so valuable here as well, which, you know, business, a lot, much of businesses is, is, is an experiment, right? You can, you can improve the performance of a lot of pieces of your business, you know, if you're running experiments, but in order to run effective experiments, A-B testing or whatever you want to call it, or try new things to get better results, you need to have a control group and your right. systems help act as your control group. So if you're saying, you know, I want to improve my sales conversions, right? Once people get on that sales call, well, you need like a, a, a system in place that's going to make sure that, okay, it's like, what are emails are filing off, firing off? What's the process or whatever? That is your baseline. That's like, you know, so you can start adding in those variables to see if you can improve it. But what a lot of people too, is they see, you know, this isn't working. They're trying a bunch of things, but they can't tell whether something's actually being improved or not because there's so many moving pieces right and you know that's part of the first this this kickoff with envision and goal setting it's like people usually set seven goals and so you know forget not knowing what's moving the needle it's like we're just spreading ourselves too thin where we're, we're promoting on seven different platforms where we're trying to move in different channels like it, it's just too many different parts to to keep track of so that's why you know we're, we're getting in our presentation and now like set very narrow goals so you can like make sure you execute on them and, me and measure the impact of those goals absolutely so bottom line in all of this aside from figuring out the sales and the project management a lot of people need to know about your stuff and i know that's like what you teach with your sales and marketing accelerator. And when it comes to goal setting, you know, we want to set our standards to continuously increase our impressions, increase the top of funnel. So people think of goal set people, goal settings. Uh, it's an interesting topic. Um, back in the day, I read the book, the secret, and I made my first vision board. And these were pictures that I loved, that I wanted in my life, pictures York, picture of my family, picture of restaurants. And as I continued to look at this vision board, it kind of created my experience. And the reason for this, is because your priorities predict your actions and where you place your attention. And so in our companies, what is our vision board? I mean, for you, Victoria, like what is your vision board in your company? Let me ask. Yeah. Well, I, I have it right in front of me, actually. I have. Okay. You know, uh, like, uh, I should, I should pull it up, but I can't, um, no, I've got like nine, nine women, um, leaders whose businesses represent the type of businesses that I want. And I have my, my revenue goals actually right in front of me as well. Um, the, the waterfall system that you just did, right. Understanding how many, uh, outreach I need to do a week, how many sales calls that needs to turn into how many, uh, you know, how many conversions that that's going to be to, to paying. So those are front and center. Um, but not a lot of people do that. And it's sort of like you need it sort of in your face in order to Correct. dictate what actions you take each and every week. And even with it right there, I mean, there's weeks that go by. I'm on a Thursday and I'm like, oh, man, I didn't do the things I needed to do to, to push that needle forward because you Correct. get caught in other things. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to. I wanted to, the day is short. Um, I wanted to point out what you said, like you had your goals in front of you. And so your goals are literally the vision board. Like it is the vision board of your business. It is the dashboard that has your goals, that has the things that you want to do. And, you know, and then a, a couple of other pieces of information on there. So my exercise for, for those listening now, it's, and, and if you download that, that mini course at the beginning, it's basically walking you through these different parts. Um, but what are the three goals you've set for yourself this quarter and write them down. And, you know, most people, when they set goals, they sometimes set results-based goals. So like you, you mentioned revenue goals and there's nothing wrong with revenue goals, but when you don't hit a revenue, a revenue is something that's totally out of your control. And when you don't hit a revenue goal, sometimes people go into the spiral and 
they you know, all this like self doubt comes in. But you know, if you set a goal like reach out to a hundred people, like we we have here, you can start to say, oh, okay, I read, I reached out to a hundred people. That resulted in maybe five thousand dollars. If I want to make ten thousand dollars, maybe this goal needs to be reach out to two hundred people. So like really setting those action based goals, and this just this small shift of instead of outputs increase your inputs like doing more action will lead to more results you you're, you said it earlier like all, all business is is a math game it's the numbers game it's it's an equation and when we talk about systems and your million dollar machine this is the thing that just help like drives you to do more get more action out of your out of your day So when people are setting goals, I have, you know, there, this is just a slide sharing that idea of, of inputs, of setting inputs based on leading KPIs, which you never heard of a KPI is a key performance indicator. And so questions you want to ask yourself, start with like, how many outbound calls can you make to a prospect or a potential referral partner? How many hours can you dedicate to content creation? How many blog posts or podcasts can you record? How many events can I speak at? How many times can I speak in public or go on IG Live or TikTok to just improve your speaking? How many videos can I record for my course? How many actions can you take, which will lead a result in your business? And so another question I have for those listening, um, you know, when you define these goals, share them with people. So aside from Victoria, who is your mentor in this program, like who else can help you increase these actions? Like who else can you share your goals with so that they can help you increase the number of actions you're taking? How, who can introduce you to 10 different podcast hosts that could have you so that you could speak more? Who can introduce you to a workshop so you could speak more? Who can, who can create content for you so you could speak more? Yeah, and that's just a speaking example. And also important to share this with, these, with your team. Yeah. You know? Of course. Yeah. Some people have a team. Some people work alone when you're working alone, you know, hopefully you're part of a mastermind or a community that, you know, help that can help you execute on these goals. But, but all of this starts with like having a proper vision, a proper focus for what, what it's going to take for your million dollar machine to come true and then set targets and then just start executing on those targets, which are actions. So um, let's shift to the second part, which is all around execution. And I know, Victoria, you, you primarily speak with women and they make this amazing joke between a man and a woman that, you know, men can't multitask and women are like superheroes. They're like moms, they're cleaning the house, they're cooking dinner, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're picking cool. up the kids, they're like doing all these things. And that is all amazing. I mean, it is all amazing. I, I also like to show this image of like, this represents this on your internet browser. Like, I don't know right now, Victoria, pop quiz, like how many tabs do you have open right now? Yeah, your... probably too many. <laughs> Very similar to this. You, me and everyone else. And you know, these tabs just become like all the different things that you're working on in your business. And Every time you change tabs, it's going to take up around 20, 25 minutes to like get back into flow, get back into focus. And these tabs, just like I said earlier, in your business, you set so many priorities and you continuously are switching these priorities, switching the actions, you're trying to do too much. And this is killing your ability to execute. This is killing your ability to create results because we, we're continuously changing tabs. So when we think about in your business, I mean, aside from just setting three to five goals at one time, a couple of things. One, you're gonna wanna track progress. You're gonna wanna see how you're moving towards uh, these, these goals. Here there's just four, you could have up to five, but I really would encourage people to stay max of five. Um, and then when you're working in teams, you want to assign owners to all of your tasks because as you start to take up these goals, there's lots of different tasks 
that people that people on your team are going to be taking up or contractors that you're working with. You're going to want to assign owners and make sure that everyone that you know who is supposed to execute on what. Another part, assign dates. Assign dates on when things are going to get done and ask for support. You know, as we're as we're going after these these goals that we set for ourselves, we run into roadblocks. If we set a goal, we want to reach out to 100 people, but maybe we don't have channels. So like we need to know what is what is in the way of each of these goals and, and then ask for people for support. They're in your mastermind or they're listening to your podcast, like reach out to Victoria, ask her, ask her for some advice. Like, hey, I'm stuck on this goal. How can I move forward on this? This is, and I'm just going to stop you here because this is so important. And it's the thing that throws the wrench in all of it. It's the thing that trips people up the most. And um, a couple of years ago, like I was introduced to this idea when we were goal setting to also like discuss the risks, right? What, what are the either before you start the goal, but even when things come up, like you need to understand where the resistance is or where the roadblocks are so you can unblock them. But a lot of times people hit the roadblock and then they just shift their focus and then they don't actually finish the goal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of the benefit of having 150 tabs open is that you can just close the tab and just focus on the next one. But if you're, yeah, exactly. but if you're committing to these four things and they're happening non-negotiable, you don't really have room to pivot. I mean, of course, there's always room, but like inside of your commitment of I'm, I'm going to get these five things done, you are choosing that you're going to get these five things done through and through hell or high water. So that's where, you know, create like really minimizing on like what is absolutely critical? What is the absolute control that you are putting in your business? That's where the, the power of, of choosing these three to five things. A last thing, a last tip that kind of really gets in the way of execution is we have our to-do lists and we like have nine things on our to-do lists for, for each day. This is just a screenshot showing of, of inside the course. Again, when you're listing out all of your actions you have to take for each goal, like we have eight, 10, 30 things on a to-do list. And like, we don't actually ever get them done. Like maybe we do three things and then, but then the next day, our list of six has everything from the prior day. So that list of six is now 14. And then the day after that, like it just keep it's just like this amorphous blob that moves into the future instead of actively looking at your to-do list and setting only three things each day and doing those three things or four things or, or whatever it is, because every day we're peppered with phone calls and conversations and emergencies and kids and, and the boss and, and the contractor quitting and, and all these crazy things. But if we just say, tell ourselves, we're only going to, we're going to absolutely do these three things today. You're much higher likelihood of, of getting those things done, which, which will move the needle on, on your goals. I love this. This is, I think this is really, really tough for a lot of people. I think that we really, really overestimate how much we can get done in a day. I mean, yeah. um, and I, I think it's like, listen, if you knock off all these other things, you can fill in with other, you know, with something else, you can pull something up, but I think you'd find that you, you, you end the day with such a sense of accomplishment and a feeling of peace when it's like, okay, the three top, I got them done. If I could do extra, it's a bonus, but you're right. Because I mean, Oftentimes we just keep piling and piling and it gets longer and longer and longer. And then we just don't get anything done. Right. Right. And then, and then you have these 150 tabs open and they're not tabs in your browser, but they're 150 checkboxes on your list. And you know, you all the self doubt and the shame and all that stuff creeps in. So the exercise out of this section, it's like, what are some ideas that you can improve your execution? Uh, and you can kind of reflect on that on, on your own time. But is it, you know, looking at your, is it closing tabs at the end of the week? Is it choosing only three, three tasks per day? Is it like documenting your risks and, and reviewing them every two or three days or at the end of the week? Like all of these little shifts compound to massive gains uh, in, in your workflow.
So the third section today is all around elevating your capacity. So a question I have for you, Victoria, right now, today, what would happen if you 10x your business? If you had 10 more clients, if you had 10 more projects, if you had 10 team members, if you had 10 times as many media appearances, which one would you be? Yeah, probably the left right now. <laughs> Most people would be on the left. They would be on the right when the cash hits the bank, but like for the next, it would get old. And then for the next three months, they would be like the person on the left. And so there's this paradox, like we all want more, but you know, how can we do more when we only have 40 hours a week or 50 or maybe 60, if you're really a savage, like how, how do you actually do more? And this is where we call in the robots. This is where we call in automation. And I mentioned I was from the hospitality business and one of the, the big, you know, I, I was blown away when Flippy, Flippy is a robot, a burger cooking robot came out and it like shook the whole world because now instead of hiring these cooks in the kitchen, now there's robots in the kitchen. So this labor that you have, now you can repurpose them and have them do something else. And so something we take from this is automation will amplify your action. It will help you do more, which go back to the beginning, like that's what your million dollar machine is all about. Like how can you do more so that after all of the percentages, you get to your million dollars. So we're gonna talk about five areas that you can automate in your business. The first one is content creation. Everyone's talking about AI, everyone's talking about ChatGPT, everyone, or I don't know if everyone's talking about MidJourney, but MidJourney is a really cool, like generative art uh, platform that happens in Discord that can create just art for your webinars, art for your IG, art for whatever that you need. ChatGPT can really accelerate how you're creating blog posts. Uh, Canva has its own AI thing now, and then I, of course, We'll shamelessly plug Notions AI. It is really fantastic to helping you actually create more content, create more storytelling. And so if you can use tools like this to 10X the amount of content that you're creating, you now have 10 times more likelihood of increasing that top of funnel, those impressions. So the second part is customer segmentation. So if you had 10 times as many leads come in and and they just came in. How would you know like who's a hot lead, who's not a hot lead, who's disqualified because of revenue or where they're at, what industry they're in, could you actually help these people? And so when you take tools like Tally, for example, or you incorporate this idea of using forms to qualify your team, uh, your leads, you can automatically assign them, hey, you're, this person is in this industry, this person heard about me from this webinar, uh, this person saw me on Instagram. This person's at this much monthly revenue. So you can already qualify and choose like, where are your leads coming from? What is the type of customer that you're working with? Can you actually help this person? And using forms like this, you can really just automate how your, how your, your clients, your leads are just moving into your world. This is so good and so juicy. It is so good. And I, and I think that this is something that a lot of, it's a blind spot for a lot of founders that I speak with um, in terms of getting that information, um, you know, before they, that someone downloads a lead magnet, right? Now, you, there's a lot of area, there's a lot of ways in which you can kind of prompt like a form, but if you have something you're giving away in exchange and those are gonna be your leads, like it's really a, such a time saver if you can figure out a way to get them, you know, if they're qualified or not, right? Um, right. That's going to increase your capacity um, or your sales team capacity in an incredible way. Right. Because you, if, if all of a sudden a thousand people download that pre-lead magnet, but actually you already can, it, it, and of course, this is like the design of the content and the storytelling and bringing a lot of pieces together. So sometimes it's also what makes it difficult. You know, you want to ask them how much, like where are they at revenue wise? Because you want to know if they can afford a certain service. You have to like really design that storytelling 
to want them to want to tell you where they're at. Um, Cause people don't just want to like give this information. They're like, okay, like, why do you care about my revenue? I'm just downloading a lead magnet. Yeah, but there, there's definitely a lot of different, um, a lot of different types of questions you can ask. Like revenue is one sure. thing that makes sense. For sure. Yeah, there's a ton, but just think of all the ways in which you can qualify uh, your customers, right? And depending on your business, uh, but even just so helpful to understand where they came in from, right? How do they, they know from. you? How do yeah. they hear about you? This information on a very basic level helps you to do things like double down on what channels are working or not working. So forms are Correct. incredibly useful. Correct. Correct. So the next part, uh, sales cycles, we just spoke a little bit about the qualifying side using forms maybe to improve the application side. Uh, this is just a very simple example of, you know, after your sales calls end, you can automate the delivery of a follow-up email with next steps. Because you know, more or less, there's the same information that you're sending to a customer after a sales call or after they watch a webinar, like automate the, 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 the delivery of that email, because that's going to just make sure that they get the information. Sometimes you have to send several follow-up emails, maybe after a webinar when someone's, when someone registers doing that will shorten your sales cycle. Sometimes customers will just self onboard or, or self purchase the thing without a, a human actually interacting. The fourth area, uh, support responses, and th these are just five of, of many areas to automate, but when you are doing customer support, uh, you can create these boil boilerplate emails that maybe are not just copy paste, but you copy start and then adjust as needed, but that saves up a lot of time from your support team having to think through like what they're going to put in there. And the last part, again, one of many is, is bookkeeping. So maybe if you do your own bookkeeping, you can start setting up rules. So whenever you have a transaction that has parking expenses, you can just set a rule to automatically assign it to, uh, to, to your parking accounting category. And that just speeds up your bookkeeping process and you get through bookkeeping just 10 times as fast because you have all these rules that are just doing it for you. So my exercise for you is, is how will you start to improve your system? How will you elevate your capacity? How will you, uh, what can you implement from these five areas into your business today so that you can start to elevate your capacity? Well, I, I want to pipe in here because I think one of the easiest, it's not listed here, but I think one of the first easiest things to implement is um, onboarding. Onboarding. Of course. I mean, and that, and I guess that, you know, and that works for, you know, products, product or services, right? Once someone makes a purchase, what happens there, there, you know, that it's going to be pr more or less the same process every time. And that could be an easy sort of, um, once, uh, something's paid or invoices paid, firing off some automated emails and those next steps or getting people excited for their product to arrive or whatever it is like, I think that's one of the lowest hanging fruits. And of course, making sure our customers fear taken care of is so important for, you know, just for customer satisfaction and, and lower churn rates and all that stuff. So yeah, and referrals and engagement and all that amazing stuff. Yeah, definitely customer customer onboarding is part of the journey, which I mean, you got to look at the whole customer journey. Every single touch point there is super key because your customers can become your biggest marketing uh, team. Forget for, forget the marketing team. Your customers can become the biggest exactly. marketing team. Exactly. It's done well. Yeah. So rounding us out, you know, what's next? If you scan this QR code, give me some feedback, share open questions from our conversation today and have just information on like the resources, including that course that I mentioned in the beginning. Um, I want to round us off with a story and the story is around tiny wins. So I mentioned in the beginning systems, people think of systems as this big grandiose thing. And if you just find 1% gains every single day, at the end of the year, you're going to be 37 times better than where you were today. Uh, James Clear wrote his book, Atomic Habits, and he has this visual that is basically showing like what is 1% compounded every day. That's 37, almost 38 times better. If you get 1% worse every day, 
after about a year, you pretty much wiped out all the gains you created. So focus on that 1% because in six months, you'll be unrecognizable. You'll have six times improvements. But if you keep doing it after a year, I mentioned that'll be 37 times improvements. Plus my closing story. Um, awesome. Ernesto, this is so, this is so fire. And I think what I love about how you break this down is it feels, it feels manageable. And I think if we focus on that 1%, um, I think it's like with systems, we often like want to eat the whale. It's like, you kind of say, no, I'm just going to like set it. And this is a huge mistake. I've been victim to this a lot where it's like, I'm just going to set aside, you know, a whole day or a whole month or a whole quarter to like focus on building this system. Um, but it just gets so unwieldy and feels so big and so overwhelming to start. But if you focus on just these tiny little things, what are one thing I can do today to make this 1% easier or one small, right? You can start with one automated email, or you can start with one rule in your, in your bookkeeping system. Um, it doesn't have to be you know, you clear your whole day to knock this out and feel like it's going to take just tons of your time. So I think that that is a, a really important reminder and something we all need to implement. Um, but if, if, if any one of us want to work with you in a larger way, um, tell us about like wh what you do and how you work with clients just for, just for us to know, because I think everyone here needs more guidance, everyone listening, more guidance on system building. Yeah. So I work with as I mentioned, all kinds of clients from just starting and needs a product to I think $9 million revenue is, is our largest client. And I always tell people to start with a course. So I have a course mm -hmm. It's called the Starting with Systems Accelerator. It is It has 30 lessons and each of these lessons are specifically designed to help you not get just a 1%, but hopefully like a 5% win every single lesson. So when you compound these 5% wins after 30 lessons, your, your organization is not what it was 30 days prior. Yeah. So I have this course, it's 30 days. Um, it also comes with three, mo three months access to our mastermind where every week we have office hours. We actually have two office hours because we have students in Europe and Asia now. And uh, I help you live. I help you live implement the 30 lessons. We, you know, once you finish those 30 lessons, we move on to more advanced stuff. But it, the, the course has been specifically designed not to overwhelm people, to give them each breadcrumb that they need to move on to the next piece and to implement a six-piece system for them. Yeah. And I will do a plug for this because I am inside of your accelerator and I receive your lessons each week. And what is so great about what what is inside the accelerator is that the the videos and the lessons that you break down are so bite-sized. Like some videos, just a couple minutes. And it helps you build those bricks, right? Because you're at the end of the rainbow it, are these systems, but the you have to lay the brick, that 1% every single day. And with your guidance, you know exactly what to do. I think a lot of times when we're building systems, the problem is like, you don't know what to start. You know what the next step is. And so that's why it tends to take so much time. Because then you start like side Googling things. And then it's like, well, which system is best? And which, you know, what should I be using? And what, I, no, but you just tell us exactly what to do. For folks that are interested in joining the accelerator though, what is the URL they can go to to learn more? Startingwithsystems.com. Startingwithsystems.com. Easy. Yeah. easy, easy as that. That is so awesome. Um, really cool. Can you walk us through maybe like some of like some of the stages of the accelerator, but before we go, so we're walking through exactly what we did today, but but we're but what we actually do is like get it done. So it's not like learning. It's like explain how, how you're, you're yeah so so my biggest gripe with most trainers is that you go to a workshop they give you a bunch of pdfs and they say great like we'll see you next year and so it's not just the 6p diagram it's every single lesson is has a video lesson and has an exercise and you actually go into your notion space you actually in the moment you, 
you are actually executing in the moment. You're actually putting in your goals. You're actually assigning leading KPIs. You're actually mapping out your CRM. You're actually deciding what are the different stages in your, in your buyer journey. You're actually mapping out what is your core offer? How many steps do you have to take? Creating a template so that every time you bring on a new customer, you click a button, the whole thing is there. You're mapping out your promotion. I mean, you're, it, it's a lot of work. It, it's, it's like taking like a $15,000 implementation and like doing it in a month. Yes. And you do um, it piece by piece. And so you're, you're finished with this product. So you, inside the accelerator, you get, you get the lesson, but you build it as you're learning. And then when that's like the time you dedicate for the day of your systems, maybe you dedicate 20 or 30 minutes in that day, but then you produce, you have something produced. Like it's your workable system is being built as you're learning from Ernesto. So that, I think that is the, the biggest highlight of the accelerator. Obviously it's very valuable to have you, um, but you do such a wonderful job at walking us through building these systems that it's, um, you know, a lot of times you maybe don't even need, the, the questions are answered, right? You're there for support and obviously people have different situations, but um, but just like what you teach and how you walk us through building the stuff is, is invaluable. So everyone should go check it out, startingwithsystems.com, yes. right? Okay. Um, all right, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ernesto, for being here. This was so amazing um, and it, it's so incredibly important. And the one thing I want to end with, and I, I'm sure you'll have some thoughts on this, because you, you have your, the slide about manifesting. <clears throat> and I think that what building the system does, it actually opens you up to receive, right? So right. there's not that barrier, right? So when you have the, the system in place, like the sales system or whatever, that you can just turn on, you're, you actually open that mental, that, that energy space for actually welcoming more leads. You, you, when you have an onboarding system that you're so confident in, you open up that energy to welcome more of the clients, right? There's not that resistance because you're not going to be like that woman on the left in that slide. I was about to say, you're, yeah. you're going to be the woman on the right and you're just like, if a hundred people sign up, you're going to be like, well, amazing. Right on. Exactly. Like, my course is optimized, like 100 people, a million people. It doesn't change anything in my life. And so you're just so confident already. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, Ernesto, thank you so much. And then aside from that, where do you like to hang out online? Where do you like to socials that you like to be on that people can follow you? I like to be on Instagram. I am just starting a whole 30 digital detox challenge. Um, and I'm posting about it every day. Awesome. Um, but yeah, Instagram, I'm like learning Twitter. Uh, and your handle, Instagram. what's your handle on Instagram? It is Ernesto underscore CPD. Awesome. Ernesto CPD. Anyway, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the teaching. And I hope everyone goes and checks out the accelerator. And also there is the free course. There's a little taste. So if you want a little taste, you can go into the free course. But I definitely recommend the full accelerator because that's where you're going to get, you're going to get it all done. The free course is a good starter, but you want to get it all done. So this quarter it is out of your hair. The accelerator is the place to go. Thank you, Victoria, for having awesome. me. You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member and i hope that you found this helpful if you did like this episode it would mean so so much to me if you subscribed if you rate and review this podcast it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying it also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on instagram and tag me at ugly ventures u-g-l-i ventures v-e-n-t-u-r-e-s I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.